Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to superstar DJ and resident DJ at Café Del Mar, Claudia Diamond. Originally from Brazil, Claudia arrived in Phuket six years ago. She tells us about her journey from being a lawyer in Brazil to learning to DJ at the Ministry of Sound and how from that moment, her dream of becoming a full-time DJ came true. Claudia is super cool and very modest about her journey to becoming a DJ and a Ministry of Sound DJ trainer. We like Claudia, talented, modest, beautiful and just an all-round awesome person. She's now my second favourite DJ in Phuket. Mmm, DJ. Hey girls, hey boys, superstar DJs, here we go. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, mate. Hi, Russell. I feel like I haven't seen you for ages. Is that true? Well, Russell, we didn't do a podcast last week. That'll be why. And we haven't done a Bartcast for a little while. That'll be why. And um, I don't like you at the moment. I think that would... Anyway, it's not about you, Russell. That kind of makes it's about your new clear. It's about your new best friend that we've just found <laughs> out. Um, Claudia Diamond. Hi. Thank you for being on our podcast. It's a very Thank quiet you for party. having me. You're very welcome. Um, Claudia, how long have you been on Phuket for? Now we are going to six years. Since six years we are here. Okay, right. and where did you come from originally? I come, I come from Brazil and I live abroad since 15 years, okay. around 15 years. Yeah. And you've heard Russell's name around the island and you're best friends with Russell, <laughs> um, which you told us off air and you're not friends with me, so Russell, over I'm to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. So what is it you do here at the moment? So right now I have kind of a couple of jobs. Cool. <laughs> so pretty much I am professional DJ, so I DJ around the island. I give classes since I'm tutor, since long time since I started. Classes in, in music? In DJ. Yes. Who wants to become DJ? I, I used to have a business, whole business in other countries uh, related. And uh, here I kind of trying to keep it uh, slower <laughs> pace. <laughs> Not really, because now it's really catching up everything. So, so rather than yeah. playing at 120 BPM, she's playing at 100 BPM. <laughs> That's the first DJ joke. Thank you very much. Pretty much, yeah. I try at least. Yeah. Right, Russell, ask all the DJ questions. Go right ahead. No, no we'll, yeah. we'll come back to all of this, but let's no, circle um, back. <laughs> so originally from Brazil. Yes. Um, where you're, so you're our second Brazilian. Um, I don't know how many Brazilians are there on the island. Do you know many oh, or not? Oh, many. Is there? Many. Usually they come for training, uh, Muay Thai and, uh, and when, where all we... this MMA. Uh, all that yeah, stuff. It's your crowd, Jay. Honestly, you should see the video I just put out. I'm not sure any MMA guy is going to like me after I did what I did. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, most Brazilians I know are on the beach in Speedos, to be fair. Have you ever seen Nando in Speedos? 
No, I'm not. You don't want to. It's not an image I particularly want in my head, thank you. Um, whereabouts in Brazil did you, or were you born? I'm born in Minas Gerais. Right, okay. It's, Hold it's on, I have, to look, I have to look to my geography teacher. Russell? Brazil. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm born in Minas Gerais. It's like middle of, no, middle of Brazil. Like, uh, okay. Between Sao Paulo and Rio. Okay, and is it a city? Is it a town? Is it a it's country? A, is it... It's a state. Oh, Minas Gerais is a state. Belo Horizonte is the capital. Honestly, I know nothing. <laughs> I've heard of Belo Horizonte from the World Cup. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite famous. It's, well, yeah. in Brazilian terms. Let's okay. Say. Okay. Fair enough. I thought the term. And um, when you were growing up, was DJing what you wanted to do? Mm. Not DJ properly, but I always was related with music somehow. I learned when I was young playing guitar and some piano. Always like to dance, to sing, and then. Uh, the, the opportunity actually came later when I became adult. <laughs> I, I got a What was long... that like to become an adult? Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I prefer, no, I prefer no, no, no. to get back to my childhood. <laughs> Although I think it's coming because the other night I realised my eyes are so bad now that I have to hold, I have to move the book when I'm reading to my kids mm. in and out so I can see it better. That's bad, isn't well, it? Last Friday night I was out at nine o'clock. We were having an ice cream on the way home. I saw you had an ice cream on the way home. Yeah. At Friday, nine o'clock. No, I'm talking on Friday night. I mean, <laughs> crazy rock and roll. So yeah. when were you when you growing up? You was doing dancing and singing growing up in Brazil. Did you go to university in Brazil or school? Yes, I got a law degree and actually oh, wow. former lawyer. <laughs> so whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so okay, let's go step by step. Yes. <laughs> so um, as you growing up, um, what? How did law come into this? Well, that's that was my wish at that time. Uh, after I got the degree, I worked uh, for a couple of years for a government nice. as a lawyer. But, but where? And then in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, but where? Did you move around Brazil or just in your hometown? Uh, near Brasilia, the, the, the capital. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was for a couple of years there, worked for the government, and then uh, later I met my husband, who is today my husband, and uh, then I left Brazil. Okay, and what was he doing? At the time, when you met, what was he doing? The same job that he does, still does consultant, he's IT okay. consultant. So he was around, he was in Peru, Chile, and we met online. Cool. And then, uh, I've tried to meet people online, it's not going very well. Yeah, nowadays it's a bit complicated. At that time it was fine. Yeah, yeah it was easier though. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays is, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> when he decided to say to you, hey, do you want to leave Brazil? And you were doing, did you say environmental law? Not really. At that time, I was working as a assistant from the uh, defensor the, who defends uh, criminals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From the state. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I don't know what it is in Brazilian either. So. Or Portuguese, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Portuguese, yeah. So uh, at that time, I was quite happy. Uh, then, uh, after I met my husband, uh, as he could not stay in Brazil, we were. Oh, uh, there's a story there. A couple of months uh, together. What do you reckon, Russ? Murder, <laughs> drugs, cannibalism. <laughs> 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 Not really. We're quite civilized. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, at yeah. that time, were you? When did the? Uh, had you started DJing then, or still not? That's the thing. Like when I met him, he had a little uh, DJ setup where you just 
was playing that his, around. Was he that his chat up line? Do you want to come and play with my decks? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Good for him. So in the end, it, it yeah. became it became mine. <laughs> they were always on my place. But you had thought about doing DJ before he showed you his decks, and then he's not like, really. You saw those decks and went, "I'm gonna grab I those." I saw that. I started uh, playing around, and then uh, we, we we took the decision to leave Brazil, and then I kind of came to my mind that would be something nice to do since I can be anywhere. When you came to that decision to leave Brazil, what was what was the trigger for that? Where were you going to go? What was the plan? Or was it a case of we're going to something or we just want to do something different? Uh, well, he his job by nature is quite, we are quite moving uh, around. At that time he was uh, in Peru. Uh, so I was moving to Peru for six months. After that we didn't have like concrete plans where we are going, maybe Germany, maybe somewhere else. But in the end, we ended up going to Germany, then Switzerland, then Dubai, and so on. Many, many countries. When you started playing with his decks, huh? so, I was going to make that joke all the time. Um, Spin it for as much as you want. Thank you very much. Oh, good one. There you go. Can't beat that. Um, what music were you playing? And what, because were you into dance music, house music, or was it chill out? What was it that you wanted to house start? Music, house music, always. Always. Recently, now I kind of shifted a bit for Latin music, but house is my. It's still your passion. It's my thing. Yeah. Okay. Without without asking the, the delicate question, what what era are we talking? What years do you sort of really get into this? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay, so relatively recent then. But what would you say your uh, your influences are from a, a musical standpoint? Well, well, good question. That's a proper question. That's a proper question. We're allowed one on the podcast, and that's it. That wasn't even a silly question. No, I know. Well done. Thank you. What's the answer? I have, I have actually. I'm very eclectic in music overall. I like. Excuse me one second. Eclectic means very no, varied. I listen, listen. I understand everything. As an ex DJ, I get this and good, I understand good. it. So I'm bored okay, with okay, this. Just, just I'm laughing at you, sure. Mr. Celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, since I actually, I cannot even point uh, what music styles I like. I, I always listen to everything, but I love to, to listen to jazz, actually. Whoa, uh, end of the, that's it, we're done, time. we're finished. No jazz. <laughs> well, no the, jazz. Only, the only way is up. But, but when you talk about house music, it comes, reference for me is, is since long time, maybe not, they are not that genius anymore, like Martin Solveig. Uh, Afrojack beginning like many years ago so I kind of developed myself into their influences nowadays uh, it's a bit uh, I see a mix very mixed everything many influences at the same time not very happy with what I hear nowadays but well, I prefer, a, I kind of like know the music here today. Uh, uh, maybe I am. <laughs> there is an element of that, though. I think in an every generation will go through that, right? Um, I try not to. I have to say, I make a, when I'm with the kids in the car and a new song comes on, I generally don't say, oh, the songs back in the day were better. I would. No, but you it. think it. No, I don't really think it. There's some really cool music out there right now. Some really good pop music, anyway. Yeah. Apart from the stupid um, yeah. Enchanto. That's been at number one. Where, for where kids oh, know right. every There's, single track and can honestly, sing along every my, single. My kids uh, haven't seen that film when they were singing the songs in the comedy. Yeah. I haven't seen it. There's That's nothing crazy. to touch us Club Seven or Spice Girls yet, mate. Wow, that was even before Bollywood's <laughs> time. To be fair. Um, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> 
in Brazil, is there a big? I mean, I don't know anything about Brazil. I've never been there. Um, it's not. I have. Russell has, um, for, for whatever reason, he went there for. <laughs> is there a big? I know there's obviously a big on the beach having parties, and there's that kind of you think about you do think about Latin music and you think about carnival. Is there a house music scene? Uh, not really. Carnival is something very specific uh, for February. Just February. <laughs> the month of February, yes. February's house music. So it, it, February is all about carnival. The, the rest of time we are not really listening what we listen in carnival. So February's carnival time, and then after that it's kind of this, this just shift to other uh, music to styles. And Brazil is very rich in music styles, uh, different uh, things that usually. People from Where outside, you said it'd be they eclectic don't know. mix of all yeah. the different exactly. people that have been yes. there, brought their own music and yes. influences there. That's so very when, cool. When you so go back a bit, when you started this sort of DJ journey, um, so when you left Brazil, that was that's when you stopped being a lawyer. I'm taking. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we've moved on to different countries, but what were you what were you doing? What was your aim? Well, at that time, I wanted to do something music related. There, there was DJ came uh, as a nice uh, thing to do, and then I decided, okay, if I'm doing this, we're doing this right. So I, I, I flew to London, to Minister of Sound, became a student from the DJ Academy, and later I became a tutor from the same uh, academy. That is yeah, that's very cool. impressive. And how long was the the, the the program? How long did you study there for? Ah, uh, there were a couple of months. Okay. Couple of months, then uh, always back and forth. At that time, uh, we were living in Switzerland. Then flying, fly out. Can I ask a couple of questions about? So you did a, a, a training at the Ministry of Sound. Yes. What was that like? Well, when you when you are there and you play in the sound system, that is considered the best sound system of the world. Uh, it's something really that you shake. <laughs> and get nervous because it's a lot of responsibility. Because uh, it's also, a massive brand. It's a huge brand. I mean, we, I mean, Ministry, I still go back and listen to Ministry of Sound 90s albums. Because, yep. I mean, I grew they, up then and that's my and music they are still inf- They still influence uh, music. They still, you know, with oh, absolutely. Their, their label. Completely. Maybe not that much as before. At that time, there was only Minister of Sound. Everybody was waiting for Minister of Sound release. You were, you waiting for the next an- or album to come out. And then they got into exactly. chill out. Then it yes. was a trance. And then they, you know, then there was the acid jazz album. Then it all yeah, kind exactly. of, you know, rolled over from there. The euphoric house. The Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disco so, even. So be there and, and, and work with all that uh, amazing professionals. That's what, really amazing. Who was there? Was there any famous DJs uh, on the course? Well, or? on the course itself, I had, uh, I, I don't know how much you know about uh, DJs well, and tutors. But uh, Jonathan Lewis is a... Uh, legend of YouTube, he started the whole DJ uh, course uh, via YouTube thing uh, at that time, and we worked together for a long time. Jim Jomoa, that is a producer that is very famous in UK. Uh, Chad Jackson, that was a producer also from the 90s, that, was, that had big hits uh, all around the she world. She hasn't named Paul Oakenford. Van Dyke, Carl I, I no. have seen him, course, I never worked him. with him. Yeah. <laughs> MC yeah. Hammer's not been named. <laughs> Abba. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that'd be very disappointed. Had a while. Yes. Having there. Yeah. Were you? Um, did you write a lot of your own material? 
I mean, like in terms of like from from scratch, you sort of putting tracks and tunes together. You mean the, to produce? Yeah, for you. I did for three years okay. uh, at that time when I was uh, pretty much into it. I had a lot of free time, but for becoming a good producer, you need to really go for it uh, full on. And, and at some point, I could not because I was traveling a lot. Right. I could okay. not uh, do myself. That's what usually comes the most yeah, producers. Yeah. Yeah? But I, I think for me, that's not that was not an option. Okay. I prefer if I cannot do myself, I will not. At that stage, or, or that point, I should say, what was your was your ambition to to be behind the decks at Ministry of Sound or in a big club playing to the thousands? All I wanted to, to do is do music. my thing. I never thought about becoming famous or all this glamour of the, the, the job that was not my, my aim. My aim is really doing what I like to do and I like to see how people react to what I put out. How I, that's actually how I express myself. It's a, it's a way of art, let's say. Yes. So. Do you feel that DJs get a bad, especially... Wedding DJs, yes. <laughs> and we're going to get to that point in a minute. <laughs> Please have your, your coffee and I'll, I'll chat for five minutes while you drink. I, don't, I have no idea where my, my thought process has just gone then. Help me, Russell. What was I saying? Uh-huh. You're uh-huh. eating now. <laughs> where was I thinking of? Oh, it's just gone. Um, as it's a good job we can no, 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 got it now. As a DJ, as an art form, I always felt when I was DJing that it wasn't a respected art form for normal people. So people would see me as a DJ and think, oh, you're just a DJ. Whereas if I said, oh, I'm an artist, I do painting, you go, oh, wow, that's amazing, it's, you're creative and you're doing this. And no one ever sees DJs as a, a creative art form. Yeah. Have you had that impression or is it just me because I'm yes. a shit DJ? as any artist. And I also believe that other forms of art also face the same challenges like from podcasts. people. Yeah, when you, say you are, <laughs> when you say you are an artist in any segment, people will kind of judge you. Oh, people do Thinking, judge. you know, uh, oh. that what is this? Is this a job? It's not. But I would argue also that the development of the industry changed a few ideals as well. If you go back from back in the day of mixing records on vinyl, you, you, you really had to do it, and then it kind of tried. Ooh, no, 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 hang on. But then it kind of, but then it kind of transfers. You put, you know, press play on a CD, and it does it for you. So the whole sort of concept of a of a DJ mixing the tracks and getting everything going, yeah. the technology kind of did the work for you. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a blanket sweep mm-hmm. but from an outside perspective that could be a lot of the impression well you're not when well, we used to joke about you with this at the wedding oh, that's right, right. No. you've got this entire playlist don't, don't give away don't give away my press play and I get paid you mind <laughs> me for spending a couple of minutes there no but hold you on. spend all night there no, no, just no. press play right. Listen, we play just have a bit now we just have a bit now no worries <laughs> go ahead right. <laughs> we were both radio DJs okay we use the term very loosely yeah. I say presenter not presenter, DJ yeah. so we were radio presenters but I also would DJ as well and to various things, mainly event DJing. It was very good. Mm-hmm. And but then Amazing. I got into weddings because weddings pay yeah. stupid amounts of the money best, for yeah. press play. <laughs> However, there are issues with doing weddings, which I'm going to get to of in a minute. Course, so course. Going back to him, so he started being at the weddings, but he would be the celebrant. So he would do ten minutes work, do his usual thing of saying, "Do you take him? Do you take her? Da da da." Anyone else? Right now, you can change your Facebook status. Your usual joke, mm-hmm. and then he leaves. But we would joke, I would get all the music ready beforehand. And now, I wasn't, jo- I used to do it on CDs back in the day when yeah. I first started. 
and I'd have to go and burn the CDs first with the playlist that the couple would want. So there's a lot of work behind the scenes, Russell. It's not just going play and then sitting back. Yeah. Although I did do that a few times. That gets along with time. What what becomes uh, it, it becomes lighter, let's say. Mm. Before we had to bring big cases oh, of vinyl oh, or ridiculous. CDs. Or, but I always have the opinion, as I go, went through all of this, I started with vinyl, then later moved to CDJ, and then now controller, that gets easier for me to, to, to carry around. But I always think that no one... There's no better equipment, there's no equipment that makes you better or worse DJ. What matters your performance and what people absorb from what you're presenting. That's a uh, really smart thing to no, say. It's, it's good to have someone smart on the it's podcast. It's absolutely true, because bottom line, if you're there, you're you there for the music. Mouthful, yeah. You're there for the music. But it also, I think, sorry to interrupt, because no we'll get back to your guest in a minute. But as, as a DJ, I was always looking at the crowd and seeing what they want. And the job as a DJ is to read the yes. crowd. And that's why we as choosing exist. And you are choosing music. You're choosing the right music for the right atmosphere and creating an atmosphere. I've also sold it to businesses as well. You know, you can create atmospheres with music. Exactly. Then going back now, you DJ a lot of clubs. By the way, you yes. got your stone roses. <laughs> that was a story and a half. Someone asked me anyway, we'd leave that one. <laughs> You DJ mostly at clubs. Have you ever done event DJ and wedding DJ at all? Also. Now, do you have the issue with that with when guests coming up to you asking and requesting songs? Always. And how do you manage that situation? Always, always, always. That's that's part of our job. We cannot just turn the back and, and uh, walk away. We, we we have to to face it. That you know, if they are our, our crowd, of course, sometimes it doesn't make much sense to introduce that song in that moment. Yeah. But we should accommodate somehow. Yeah? So maybe finding our own uh, mix that fits to our <laughs> playlist. But need, I think it's most important to be prepared for what usually comes. And, and that's what makes it easier now with the controller and the laptop, yeah. is you can have 10,000, 20,000 songs. Yeah. Whereas before, you'd, like you said, you'd, I'd have a CD place. And they would go, oh, can you play that song? You know, it goes like this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, brilliant, thanks yeah. very much. Nowadays you download, you, online, you have a laptop, you just download it straight in the USB CDG. So oh, I used to love it when guests used to come up with their own, with their own USBs. Yeah. Could you put this in there? Yeah. Like, oh, Nowadays it's a bit complicated because people usually, they don't understand that we are not playing online music. We, we have, still have to download and, and go to, to CDJ. But, and also you, you know, this is minor. Yeah. Let's, let's, before we keep going on to the DJ stuff, which I am really interested in. Um, what was it that got you to Phuket? Actually... So how did that story come? Because at the moment you're in Germany and Switzerland, you've done your Ministry of Sound DJ, then you trained to be a Ministry of Sound trainer. Yes. So you were doing that. Well. Yes, I used to have a branch from the DJ Academy in Switzerland, and then moved to Dubai and brought it with me. And is this movement because of your husband is moving around, or is you no, both kind of? No, was the, our decision. I always wanted to live in Middle East. I want to explore. I was actually getting invited for a couple of gigs in, around in Doha, in Dubai, and, and so on. Then uh, I thought oh, that would be nice to explore there, see what's around, and then there we were for three years, where I was running my business myself, and then uh, while he was working abroad, Saudi Arabia. When you were there, were you, was your business predominantly training other DJs? Yes. Rather than being a, a DJ sort of you know, front and center yourself? Yes, we, okay. I, I rented a, a warehouse 
became where I had a couple of setups that we are giving workshops and, and classes, private classes, and at night it became I had a stage and a booth. Then the students they could perform. It's a great to, concept. To, so you can go and train during the day and the night, exactly. and you then get the practice yes. of doing it in front of a yes. crowd. So I always was, I always That's concerned smart. about giving the opportunity to my students to perform, and, and you know, and some things you really learn when you are there and yeah. the, under pressure, the and you have to react. And then now, you can obviously teach the skills of DJing, so you can teach beat maxing, you can teach you know the technical stuff and how you fade and fade out and all that kind of stuff, yes. but. How do you teach people to be able to understand what music works? Is there, do you have, you know, is there a theory behind it? That's very different. Yes, yes. It's this music theory that is part of the, the, oh, wow. the okay. content that I usually uh, give. You need to you, le you need to learn certain uh, basic concepts about music, otherwise you are never reaching a good level as DJ. So the first lesson is ABBA sucks. That would be the first lesson. <laughs> No, it's yeah. jumpy that comes up saying, roses, mate. Yeah, then stone Clip roses will come straight underneath that. But yeah. what about, do you teach as well how to manage the, the, the crowd? Hey, well, 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 oh, well, just, without, being a bit, without being too nosy, yeah. what sort of, on the theory side, what sort of things do you try and teach to help people understand the types of music that they should be playing as well as reading the crowd? So also part of my, I, I keep the same uh, program since Ministry of Sound. Yeah? So I go really from really basics where we see all the functions, overview about the equipment, first class. Then uh, beat matching comes and then uh, how to, we, we talk about energy, we talk about stage performance. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Sorry, I was singing. <laughs> and how, how to read the crowd, this is all part of the... The content. I can I, basically you come from beginner to you can perform professionally. What's the sort of timeline? That it depends. Of, depends of the, the students. Okay. Some students they catch re really fast. Then you can really uh, go in fast pace. Some of them they struggle a bit in certain topics like beat matching. That's yeah. something really uh, tricky. Uh, but I follow the pace. From the student, always. I'm guessing from my guess with the variety of your students would be that they're all coming from a complete eclectic background. Yeah. Right, there's not ju it's not just people that are interested in maybe music or being music, much like yourself. I was yeah. in law before I did this. Exactly. Alright, you always had a, a hankering for it, but do you find you're getting people coming to you later in life? Thinking, you know, I should yes. have done this 20 years ago, but this is what I want to yes. do now. And my oldest student is nowadays 90 years old. Wow. He started when Sorry. he was... Sorry, hold on. 90. 90. 90. And he was rocking Swiss uh, crowds, like in the best clubs of uh, Zurich. He was... And his hard style, eh? house hard style, really... DJ uh, Granddad, giving it some. Yeah. Uh, but wait, this wait, is, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the country. Like in Europe, it used to be younger. Uh, yeah crowd of students and so they are pretty much in universe they want to do some side job that they they like to so Dubai was completely different it was people that like business uh, men and uh, women that come because they want to put the head out to, yeah. to have some escape of you know, have a good time then uh, depends of the place here right. in Phuket is very variated I have people that come from for hobby reasons well, hold on, before you talk about Phuket, what was it, what was the reason that you came to Phuket? Okay, so uh, in Dubai I was running the business and everything, 
but uh, I had uh, I have two kids that time they were very small and then I started struggling between business and taking care of raising them because so, this is one of the reasons I stopped DJing was yeah. because I had the kids yeah and there was another song and they can't dance so yeah. well, they couldn't dance to my song I tell you play Baby Shark every song <laughs> they weren't really you know when I was dropping in some mega hits they didn't like them you know yeah. they you sure they Baby Shark Baby Shark but no, it was more so, it was the late nights, and I was getting, especially from the wedding gigs, I was getting in four or five in the morning from the weddings, and then the next day I was, I was exactly. a lot older then, and the, the kids wanted to play, and it just wasn't and when you perform in another country, you need to, you fly in, you perform, you, you fly back, this takes pretty much two days, two, three days, if it's a nearby country. So that's you, very stressful. I think we're undervaluing your... You, you keep saying you're flying into places. Are you being flown around the world to go to different gigs? Yes, you might. See that wry little smile comes <laughs> yeah. up now. I think we need to dig deeper, Russ. <laughs> well, let's just okay. go top end. What was the, the biggest gig you did? The, the biggest crowd, you mean? My biggest crowd was... Did in Wembley, 100,000 for a couple of nights. <laughs> It was in Switzerland, actually, where I was living. But there was uh, 5,000 uh, people. Uh, but usually I I used to fly in for uh, for instance Middle East all the clubs they are inside hotels yeah so you don't have that uh, big crowd but I had some unforgettable time there that was yeah. really amazing so each one has a different uh, feeling different flavor so but I always for me not really and, matter and forgive me this this might sound like a sort of a patronizing question but are you headlining these events or is it just a case of we, we've got a group of most part of time only when I, I played in uh, ministry sure. was hoping yeah, for yeah. Eric Morillo in the uh, army but uh, army. usually <laughs> you usually, played in the ministry yes. then as well wow. yes, yes. when you are really when you are uh, I, I don't want to sound uh, no please sound it. No, no, no sound it go for <laughs> but, uh, it they have a selection between the students to perform and, and have get, give the opportunity you know, for, for the students to perform. And then I, I was one of the top uh, students that was You're was being invited. really modest and I really appreciate that because you, it, it's a massive thing what you're doing. <laughs> and I don't people, I didn't realize, you know. I think also the, the modesty element comes from, you, you obviously have a passion and a love for this, but it's very clearly just for you. you you like as you said it's like it's not like i want the glitz and the glamour and the fame you don't have a drive to go on which i think a lot of people i don't know why you're pointing at me russ <laughs> the charming <laughs> of sexy sat here yeah exactly the yeah. savior of phuket radio exactly so uh, yeah. and i think that's quite clearly where the modesty comes from just i just i just do this modesty yeah, it's it's not even my <laughs> anyway. I, ju I just want to do my thing, as, yeah. as I say. You know, I, that's my passion, that's what I like to do, that's what I, I'm good at. And You're lovely. I, I, never, I never feel like tired. Sometimes I give 14 hours of class, uh, one after all, the online student, and 2 a.m. But it's funny you that's what moves me. It's funny you mentioned the online. I mean, obviously, you've got, we'll get more into your, what you're doing here, mm. but I'm guessing your school is also based online. 
Um, has that always been the case, or was is that a, like a COVID maneuver like everybody else? No, it was before. It was before anyway. When I was in Dubai, I also had students in Central America, Australia, right. everywhere. And uh, do you find other? Well, I'm guessing there must be. What what sort of key challenges do you have dealing with an online student versus one that you've got in? The room with you. You're on fire with your great questions, Russell. Thanks, man. It's two for two. Usually, they come from remote uh, places where internet's not that yeah. that good. Good mix. Scratching really well. Well done. So usually, I, I need to ask them to make to shoot videos and then uh, send to me that I can analyze. Of course, we, when you are there, you can point and you can yeah. you can help. It's much more uh, dynamic. Yes. Uh, Online is too possible, it's not that uh, effective, but you know, for who doesn't have really the opportunity to go to a DJ school or... And you see there's people that really want to learn, they really have this yeah. Well, how long in the lessons that you teach um, does it take for you to teach them how to do a fist pump and put their hands in the air when they play someone else's well, stuff? Okay. I teach them to, to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> put if, the glow if they are not under down. control <laughs> of equipment. So first is about the equipment. After you go your fancy hearts and, and uh, whatever you want to do. Absolutely, yeah. like these dance plays. <laughs> Sorry, so we, we still haven't got to how you got to Phuket. So you, you'd had the kids a bit younger and you thought you wanted a slower pace of life, so that was the reason you came to Phuket? Yes. Oh, there you go. I asked yes. it for you. So Had you been to Phuket before? No. Or, or Thailand? Or Thailand before? Never. Asia? Never. Wow, okay. <laughs> so when we, only my husband, when we took the decision to come, uh, we, we were without uh, about uh, between here or Krabi or Bangkok, so we are visiting a couple of places and then decided to stay here, but it was only for a couple of months, as anybody else here yeah, in this life. And then we come in for six years. <laughs> I'm knocking on <laughs> 17, don't knock it. Yeah, that's how it is. That's so when you came here, you, you could obviously still do your online teaching. Mm -hmm. So what else did you have? Because then did you go around to all the different clubs and the bars looking for work or? Uh, not really. Now I'm catching up again. I was for quite a long time uh, just uh, uh, giving classes, not really performing around here. So now I think since less, less than one year, last year, end of last year, then I started uh, going out and talking around. So now it's kind of coming more number of gigs. But I'm, I want to keep it manageable. Slow. Yes, because uh, I want to have time for kids. Still, they still need me. <laughs> so, what kind of gigs are you doing at the moment? So now I'm resident at Café de Mar every Thursdays. Uh, Playing Latin music. Latin music. Yes, that's my new challenge, my new passion. So, uh, what are you looking for? Because uh, obviously, Latin music covers a whole massive genre. Because yeah. you've got different dance. Massive styles. BPM changes. Y yeah, huge. <laughs> yes. Good luck beat matching all that stuff together. Well, not. Not Nothing really, at all. Cannot <laughs> beat match all the time. It's so, yeah. what are you playing? Are you trying to play, or are you reading the crowd and say, it's right, so we're going to start with just some, some more kind of funk, chilled, relaxed, and then moving it into more. I play, and I, I play a bit of everything. It's not really Latin music. I play, of course, uh, some salsa, some uh, bachata, but I bring my influence from house also. So, I, I, I always want to make something interesting that people are not really bored with. You know, uh, Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova, yeah. So there are many, many ways to do it. I always try to be creative. 
that's uh, and I, I always watch what's going on to see of course as DJ you have to uh, to see if there's really now I love Cafe Del Mar but I do have one issue with it and that is the Thursday Night Latin Nights. Huh? The Thursday Night Latin Nights. The Thursday Night Latin Nights <laughs> with that Brazilian DJ. Lady. All she talks about is I was Ministry of Sound DJ. Bangs on about how great she is. No Anna, no Stone no Roses. Anna, no Stone Roses. <laughs> Never get any chicane at the end. They don't play Frank Sinatra in New York, New York to let the crowd go home. At least to my DJ gigs. Um, no, my issue with Cafe Del Mar is purely and utterly is I don't think it's Cafe Del Mar. I think because it's just the name because they bought the name. The British. Oh, yeah, I love Cafe Del Mar music, and I, I was a chill out, and I used mm. to play. That was my DJ style. Was chill yeah. out. Yeah. Used to love it, love it, love it. And when Cafe Del Mar opened, I was like, fantastic. Now we've got a daytime chill out place to go to and listen to some great music. Ah, about that. But it's still, don't get me wrong, it's a very, very cool place. It's just, I was my, it was my expectations of wanting a daytime kind of chilled out place to go to. But what, anyway. what other events or gigs have you got sort of lined up? The next one. So I have, uh, tonight, I have in, uh, uh, I think, Taipan, first time. Taipan? Yeah, wow. I'm Taipan, can you believe it? Damn, girl, you've hit <laughs> so the I high heights Taipan. of Bangla Road. <laughs> so every Thursday, Cafe Del Mar. So I have a uh, Maison Napoleon yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, 25th, I think. And uh, I was last Saturday in 10 Terrace. Maybe I become resident there. But Where's that, sorry? Uh, 10 Terrace in um, Caron Beach. Oh, okay. Oh, it's down south. It's a, <laughs> it's a beach club that's beautiful also. Uh, very nice. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, Russell, have you ever been to Taipan? Sorry, have you ever been to Taipan? <laughs> Not for... Probably about a decade. It nice. will be my first time with it's you. Great. Your it's advice, great. Uh, oh, what's your oh. advice? <laughs> Enjoy it. I mean, go for it. Yeah. I mean, it was a special place. Um, my old radio, in fact, you all know, um, Doris, Paul, Paul Doris, Doris was the, bless his he was, a, socks. he was a resident there. He was a resident DJ, yeah. For a long time. It's my second time in Bangla. Uh, I was in Illusion before, uh, last year. Illusion. And now... I'm looking forward to see. I, I actually don't know much about Listen, it. Listen, I think it's a great place and you've got a good crowd there. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be an awesome gig. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your DJ plans? So that are you going to stay in Phuket and continue yeah. DJing or has you got more plans to move on? You seem to be quite a, a, a nomad, you and your husband. And, but yes. with the kids now, obviously, it's more... Yeah, now we need to be more settled. That's yeah. the longest time we've ever <laughs> been in one place together and uh, my plans actually keep giving my classes I'm quite happy with now after all this COVID mess uh, everything's catching up again classes and uh, gigs private gigs weddings <laughs> so it, that's what I like to do and I hope that I can uh, keep in a good pace that I can are you, are you happy are you happy? Are you happy? Are you just happy? You're a happy person. <laughs> but are you quite happy just doing... You, you mentioned quite a mix of, of things that whether you're teaching, whether you're doing a, a gig in front of 5,000 people mm-hmm. or just doing a private birthday party gig. Yeah. Are you blissfully happy doing anything and everything? Very much. I can exercise. Also, my... Orga- uh, event organizing skills. I we we throw some uh, boat parties that are always fully booked <laughs> cool. uh, in Chalon. That's what I like. I like to 
diversify and get uh, from everything I do uh, skills, different skills, new skills like the the Latin now. Uh, so. That's I what do, keeps I, me moving. I have to say, I do love Latin music, and I always did. And, and, and when Bossa Nova first came popular, I loved it, and I love that kind of putting that Latin over, you know, songs that you know. And I really found that. And it's the same with the house music. With Latin house, yes. is really really cool. Yes. I like the beat. It's cool. It I was, can't dance it. It was a lot of drumming bass with uh, Bossa Nova uh, samples. Well, Russ is a drum and bass fan. Russ, name some of your favorite drum and bass songs. No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, before I get Russell to ask his question, or two questions, in fact, actually, <laughs> I've got a story for you after this. Okay. Um, can I ask, Claudia, if you could play just one song, and that was the last song you had to play. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a, okay, you can, can probably we narrow make, that down to ten? Okay, let's narrow it, nail it down to maybe five. Five of your all-time, and I didn't prep you for this, and I can see your face now staring at me. Oh my god! But is it the, the five songs that you know? That okay, you don't have to be your favourite songs, or five of your go-to songs that you know. Right, I can put that song on. So, for example, if I'm at a wedding, I know if I put "Sweet Child of Mine" on, <laughs> the crowd's going to go nuts. You know, and I'm not talking, or, you know, and at the time you. But sure, that turns on. But I mean, it does here. depend on the yeah, crowd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But we want is, like songs that make people. No, that's for my own. No, I want your songs. I, I was, I was just going to ask that question as well, because it's different. But what songs? I, if different. I could play five songs, then I would uh, all, all Saints. I'd put on straight away. Which Pure one? Shores. Pure Shores, okay. Because it's just my, one of my favourite chill out songs ever from one of my favourite movies ever. So that's definitely on my list. And then there's a few others, but it's not about me. I was going to say it's good job something about you. Thanks. Wow, that's. That's the toughest question. Thank you very much, uh, and we can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> the questions. Oh my god! That, I need to check my, my library. It's just, uh, yeah. It's a difficult like, one, isn't it? When someone very, puts it It's like the whole desert island discs thing. Because when you sort of go through your top ten, yeah. it's impossible. Because there's a variety of styles that uh, play, and each one have your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I was um, your mood that you're in at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just think I always used to play on my radio show. I always used to start with Jamiroquai Space Cowboy because mm -hmm. once again, that's one of my all-time favorite songs. So that was a, my go-to start on my radio show. But that was more about branding my show, I guess. I used to usually start with Motley Crue because I was on the breakfast show. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, go to your question. Uh, which one? Uh, either one. Either. Um, do you believe that the Earth is flat? Mm, not really. <laughs> oh, damn it! It's the closest we've been. Sorry. Well, we'll <laughs> see. We've been. Uh, okay. Despite all the theories we see online, but yeah, yeah enough about that. Pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, what sort of things do you have on your bucket list? My bucket list. I have been quite Packed many places where I always dream to be. Uh, thanks to DJ, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, India. I want to explore more India. I have been go only. Sorry, did you say India? Yeah. Not ninja. India. Sorry. <laughs> my I accent. To explore more ninja. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> get my stars out. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never fancied India. Love Indian food. No, no I, I I have been mostly I love it place. Uh, Goa. But I want to go to Taj Mahal and explore the DJ at the many, Taj Mahal, that'd be pretty that good. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, the only uh, uh, continent could... I never have been is uh, Australia. Oh, you're not missing much. If you could play... <laughs> <coughs> oh, Australia. Oh, I'm English. Yeah. You're not missing much in Australia. 
shit um, if you could play <laughs> if you could play one big gig um, like tens of thousands of people mm. one massive event where, where would that be uh, in Brazil there's a big uh, festival called uh, Universo Paralelo that is very famous it's at the beach and you have thousands and thousands of people that you know come and sunset and have beautiful views and everything super nice I think that would be one of my wishes just that I I make this comeback you know that would yeah, be nice going full circle <laughs> yeah. that's where it all began Actually, that pretty much cool. yeah but there, there's a bit different style of what I play there they play trans trans and Okay. So, rave side. But still bit. would be amazing. <laughs> With ecstasy, you'll be alright, son. <laughs> Kids, don't do drugs, by the way. It's bad for you. Don't do drugs. Um, I'm super, super happy that we've met because you have seen the most coolest, down to earth, modest DJ that I've, I've known. Thank the you. gig you've got at Maison Napoleon, that's on the 25th. 25th, cool. yes. Put the links in. 25th of Jeremy March. Crush. What's the, style, what's the style will that be? Heavy, heavy I house. 7 p.m. Oh. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, I need to check this too. Dude, but I know that. So dirty drum and bass. <laughs> really filthy, filthy, filthy dirty drum and, bass. drum and bass. Sometimes I play drum and bass when, uh, with uh, Bossa Nova. Ooh. We have some nice uh, mixes. Interesting. Well, on that little cheeky note, um, Claudia Diamond, we'll put all the links to you in our description of the podcast so people get yes. hold of you and they can book you for private events, I'm assuming, also, or if um, some of our listeners would just like to take you for a wedding, if they're getting married, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Wedding, boat parties, everything. I like the idea of boat parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you very much for being on our little podcast. Our, second, our second Brazilian. Yes. Well, I, nice. I, I'm going to put it out, right out there, our best one. I think it's our favourite Brazilian so, so far. Our favourite Brazilian. <laughs> Did you, you so see much. my fight with Nando? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're my first. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. favourite. Claudia, thank you very much. Thank really you so much. Thank you awesome. so much for having Thanks, me. Russ. Ooh, thanks, Russ. Thanks, buddy. See you. Welcome to the outro. Oh, knobhead. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I ain't changing that. What's wrong with you, moody bollocks? <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Do you like doing the outro straight after the guest, or do you prefer to wait to the weekend uh, and go and do it at Canine Point uh, Academy? I think we've often had this conversation. I much prefer to do it now. I do, too. There's a benefit to waiting, but I prefer to do it straight after. Well, that was DJ Claudia. She said it much more beautifully than I. I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, all right, Claudia. <laughs> how are you, love? And she's like... Claudia. Sounds much more nice. That, that sounded very... Ooh. Did it? It did. Where's this going? I have no idea. Okay. I'm usually scared about where these things are going. Welcome to the outro. Hi, knobhead. <laughs> so just, okay, there you go. I'm not even going to change it. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was Claudia. I, I, may, I liked her. What an absolute diamond. Well, oh. thank you. <laughs> oh, Russell, I you're know. on fire today. And I'm peeking. Um, she... Modest as you like, lovely, super, super cool person. The epitome of do something that you love and the rest will follow. Oh, and, I totally and agree with you. If you look that up in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of her because that's exactly how she is. Doesn't care about anything and all of the faff and 
who are around it. I just love doing this. Are, are you trying to? And that comes to across. Me yes. That I'm only doing what I do for a fame and attention. And it's not working, and I should just concentrate on what I love and stop. Well, it depends. If you really, so really much. love that, then yes, go for it. If I love the fame and attention. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love money more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really liked her. I really liked her, and I'm, um, you know, I, I do like meeting new DJs, especially on the island, you know. And you see them coming through, because I remember 15 years ago when it was, there was only a handful of us, to be fair, that yeah. were doing it. And now, you know, where there was we only are, a few celebrants back in those days. There well. was only a couple <laughs> of celebrants, and now they're ten for a dozen. Yes, is that a good expression? Ten for a dozen? I don't think that's right. Dime a dozen. A dime a dozen yeah. or a diamond a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly. Um, anyway, that was Claudia. I liked her. Go check her out, Russ. We should probably go into one of her gigs. Shall we? Go and have we a night out. Do a, do a live. If, as long as it finishes. Jay the Shark and Friends. As long as it finishes by nine. <laughs> if it doesn't finish by nine, she won't get on till nine. She's a headline DJ. She's not going to be on till. I remember when I warmed up for Judge Jules back in the day, years and years ago. Was that seduction? No, it wasn't seduction. It was sound which was the, the nightclub that used to be at John Salon where you had to get the elevator up. So only six, sound, yeah. only six people could go up yes. at a time. I've never told you my sound story. Uh, no, but I remember going, I was at that gig. The Judge Jules gig? Yeah, I saw him twice. You were? Yeah. Because, um, I'd forgotten about the sound one though. I remember the one at Seduction. Oh, no, no. I had warmed up Judge Jules at sound and then my job was then to introduce him and MC while he was on. My God, it was great Three gig. in the morning. Well, he didn't get on till, yeah. I was mean, that half past one, two o'clock in the morning? I kicked at, off at about, seduction. I think I kicked off. Like midnight? No, no, no. I was early doors, mate. I was doing it before anyone got in. But <laughs> there was like six people. And to DJ to six people in a big nightclub yeah. is a little bit kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But, you know, it was my first ever gig big at a gig. nightclub. Yeah, I wasn't very good. I turned off all the lights off for the entire um, nightclub and downstairs. For wasn't some reason, I hit a switch. What was the other name off. of that place? We've gone completely off topic. What was the other name it of that place? It was Supper Bed, Bed, Bed Supper Club. No. It was. It had, I think, because the, there was a nightclub in Bangkok that's called Bed Supper Club, isn't it? Yeah. Not, not Supper Club in yeah. Phuket, but it's called Bed something or other. Wasn't it famous or something? Oh, well, maybe it was famous. Yeah, the like, guy with the long hair. Skinny dude. They used to have the pool party on the top. Yeah, it was, it it was, was, famous. It was sound. And I, th- I think it was like something. Like, driving past there, because I, I went there to get my... Covid jabs. Well, um, you went to a nightclub to get your covid jab. Well, if you're going to get it's them done, I mean that's, that's well, the way to do heroin, it. Heroin, right? cocaine, <laughs> and vaccinations. Brilliant. Yeah. Mate, I haven't got covid yet. <laughs> it's obviously fucking working. I'll tell you what, that heroin's working out for you, isn't it? <laughs> you are looking more skinny. I have well, to say. Let me go. You see. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you are stealing a lot more stuff. Yeah. And the well, burglaries yeah. have gone up. Yeah. Lately. Anyway, Russell doesn't steal and he doesn't do burglaries apparently. Or drugs, just to, be, just to caveat that. Well, yeah, well, well yeah. I know someone who does. <laughs> um, <should> we g- <laughs> we've gone totally off topic now. Anyway, that was Claudia Diamond. And she was very, very cool. No, she was awesome. I really enjoyed talking to her. And I, um, it was funny, when she left, we were talking to her off air. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking more DJ stuff. And, it, and I said to her when she left, you know, I wish I could talk to her all day just about, about DJ music. stuff but it's probably not the right thing to talk on a podcast but I think going to her gig and that's the sort of thing that you'll see how in, how infectious her music will be because she just puts that drive and passion that's hers and hers alone straight into it I'm doing this for me this this deck this session this is this is for me that's that's kind of how she it's her it. deck and no one and else is touching that deck and she'll just make it work it'll be beautiful absolutely right Russ cheers buddy thanks for being here I'll put all always the... a pleasure who have we got next week Russ 
we have a very exciting guest lined uh, up for next week. Uh, and uh, actually, we do have a guest lined up for next week, which is uh, very cool. Am I, am I looking at you with a, are we, have we, really? No, we do. Yes. Ge- we actually genuinely do for once. Wow, bloody hell. Thanks, Ross, cool for that. that. <laughs> Let's see what happens next week. Thanks, cool. mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. 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 Follow us on Facebook at Jail Shark and Friends. On Twitter at Phuket Podcast. On Instagram at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com. The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell Podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.